Brandon Lewis here with the 10 Con Big 7 News Update. This week, we have news about social media censorship in Tennessee. We have uh, information about additional millions being asked for uh, so we can dole out more corporate welfare. Uh, we've got some tax deals for the fairground speedway renovation. Amazon backing out on its promises of employment. We're going to talk about uh, Tennessee Department of Education looking for another $350 million. Uh, too bad that we do not reward people based upon performance. Uh, attorneys for Parent Choice, and we're also going to get into some info about Vanderbilt getting a pretty bad rating. And finally, we are going to get into uh, a little bit of waffling uh, by some of our prominent rhinos on the abortion ban in Tennessee. Those are the stories we're going to cover from the three grand divisions. Now, you may ask yourself, why in the world are we coming to you via Zoom instead of Facebook? Well, we have been banned from doing live streams for about 20 more days on Facebook, and we've also been banned from advertising. Why? It's very simple. It's because I posted months ago, personally, a meme about Kyle Rittenhouse, where I showed a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse, and I said that I trusted Kyle Rittenhouse with a gun more than Alec Baldwin, which is true. Kyle Rittenhouse uh, was absolutely 110% accurate in his shots. He was acquitted in a court of law. And Alec Baldwin, on the other hand, didn't uh, do things exactly the same way, did not practice um, gun safety, and one innocent person was killed. Now, the narrative is very different in these two situations. And apparently, Facebook thinks that goes against their community standards of what uh, the standards are, I can't tell. Uh, the only thing I've been able to tell is that those standards are primarily left-leaning. So we had legislation last session that was covered uh, and carried by Dennis Powers and uh, Bo Watson, and that legislation would have prevented the, uh, prevented the uh, censoring of conservatives through social media. And it went through both chambers and then it got behind the budget. And because it cost $100,000, we couldn't do it. Rhinos thought that protecting free speech in Tennessee wasn't important, but millions and billions in corporate welfare was pouring more and more uh, money into a broken education system instead of giving it back to the taxpayers. Mm. Not, not nearly as important. So do go. I just saw somebody post uh, to go to uh, Rumble, which we are there. We post all of our content on Rumble and we link to it on our website. We do not use YouTube for linking on the website. Now we're also on Gab, Getter, Truth, MeWe, Parlor as well. So go to all of those, those free speech platforms, not the communist ones, uh, apparently, uh, that are that are still allowed to run roughshod over uh, conservatives in Tennessee. And the thing that is so weird to me is that Republicans got that legislation in the General Assembly. It had no support from Cameron Sexton. You know, nobody breaks wind in the General Assembly in the House without Cameron giving them permission. Hello, Brandon. Thank you for what you're doing, bringing us the news another way, regardless of being censored. Thank you, Amber. I appreciate you very much. Appreciate all your support and everybody who's here. We are the diehards. So let's get right into this first story. Tennessee Department of Economic and Community Development is going to ask for another $202 million in giveaways 
for the next year uh, in a meeting with Governor Lee. The largest portion of the budget increase was for the $103 million in fast track grants, most of which go to companies that are moving to Tennessee or expanding in the state. Of that $18 million uh, was proposed a, recur a recurring budget increase with $85 million and one-time increase, Commissioner Stuart McWhorter said that the department mainly uses those funds to incentivize job creation by offering publicly funded incentives to private companies who are willing to pay more than each county's median wage for new positions. But we have seen, and we will report later, that a lot of these promises made by these corporations for your tax dollars never really materialized. Back to the story, McWhorter said uh, the department has given incentives to 420 uh, projects during Lee's first term, but did not disclose how much public funding the department had given to each company. Seems like that should be disclosed. In September, the state had committed to at least 60 million in fast track grants. After committing more than 200 million in 2021, economic studies have shown that large incentives across the country um, don't really lead to the promised economic benefits, but they do lead to benefits for the companies that get the money, and they do lead uh, to benefits and PAC contributions and donations to politicians. This is a big problem. In 2021, the fast track incentive uh, total did not include the nearly $1 billion in incentives to Ford to build a $5.6 billion blue oval electric Green New Deal facility outside of Memphis, but did include the $65 million in state funds to Oracle's new uh, base in Nashville and $60 million to the uh, Ultium sales project uh, of General Motors plant in Spring Hill, although Oracle has already announced that their, uh, their uh, hiring is not going to keep pace with the promises. It's a big, big deal. McWhorter is also asking the state for $45 million in increased funding for site development and infrastructure planning for shovel-ready sites in Memphis. Now listen, how can we give away these millions and billions of dollars like there's so many quarters found underneath a couch cushion after Thanksgiving dinner, but we can't protect free speech in Tennessee because it's not in the budget? I'm telling you, it is crazy. Next story. Nashville Mayor's Office announces a tax deal of $75 million fairground speedway renovation. I just like it's amazing to me that so much money flows into recreation. We got to have millions and millions, hundreds of millions so that we can watch people play football. We've got to have 75 million so we can watch people race. There's this thing called NASCAR that, that seems to be doing OK without tons of public money. Uh, the NFL seems to be doing OK. The players seem to be making a lot of money. The owners seem to be making a lot of money. I don't see why we have to rob in Tennessee from the poor to give to the rich. It doesn't make sense to me. The Nashville Mayor's Office presented uh, to the Fair Board a tax deal for $750 million renovation of the Nashville Fairground Speedway in hopes of bringing NASCAR races back to the site, but the deal lacked a final price tag. It always lacks a final price tag, and when they do give you the price tag, it always ends up being more, and then they're not held accountable for the results. The 30-year lease with the operator Bristol Motor Speedway at the renovation uh, deal leans on a $17 million payment from the state of Tennessee, $17 million from the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation, and a tax that will fund, including a sales tax from event and any merchandise or food or drinks sold at the Speedway. The bill allowing uh, the state sales tax at the venue to be retained uh, to use for the renovation revenue bonds became law in July of uh, July 1 of this year with an estimated impact of 65,000 in tax revenue per year uh, for the renovation and with that number growing to a 734 million dollars 
734 rather thousand dollars per year if a NASCAR cup, uh, cup series race comes to the fairgrounds. If a race came to Nashville, it would lead to an estimated 14 million in taxable revenue. According to who? And if it, if the projection is wrong, what happens? Answer: Not much. Next story: Amazon continues to flake on promised returns for taxpayer money. Two Amazon fulfillment centers in Tennessee remained unopened despite taking taxpayer-funded money from the state and promising jobs. You can see the link to these in the notes section there. And when we post this on social media, on the places that we can, you'll see it there as well. According to uh, council member Lauren Ryder, who represents the area where the fulfillment center is located, the project was initially delayed nearly a year because of supply chain issues. When questioned, Amazon officials said they still have plans to utilize the facilities. Both of these Amazon warehouses sit in East Tennessee and only about 15 minutes from each other. The location in Alcoa and North Knoxville were announced in 2021 and were intended to bring a number of jobs to those in the area starting at $15 an area. Uh, quote from the Amazon official, while we don't have specific launch date to share right now, while once we have a better sense of timing, we'll work with the local community and employment organizations in the area to hire hundreds of employees at each site, unless we don't. That's my words, not theirs. People are losing faith in the company as it continues to fail to hold its end of the business deals across the state. The delay in opening these warehouses comes just shortly after Amazon announced they would be putting a freeze on hiring and new employees. It would no longer be retaining all of the warehouses. Amazon was also given $1 million in fast-track grant money to open a facility in Clarksville. They announced in August that the plant's uh, opening would be delayed for up to 10 months, stalling on a creation of nearly 500 promised jobs in the area. Try not paying your business tax in Tennessee. Call up to the Secretary of State. Say, have hard times. Things aren't going so well. You know what? Sorry, I just can't pay my business taxes. Can't pay my property taxes. I'd love to buy this item in the store, but I, Brandon Lewis, can't pay the sales tax. You think they'd take that? You think they'd buy that? You think they'd let us get away with it? No, but these large corporations get away with it constantly, and there's no accountability for the corporate welfare. I think it's unethical and immoral. I don't know why Republicans go along with it. I don't think we should be doing it. Now, listen, if you want to, Find uncensored news. I don't think that um, that Steve has been censored yet. He, the time is coming, though. Do tune in to the Mill Creek View uh, podcast. It is great. I recently did an interview uh, with Steve just uh, last evening, as a matter of fact, where we covered a wide variety of topics. And there's so little information about what's going on in Tennessee state government, what's going on culturally, what's going on in the conservative movement that you really have to find those handful of sources so that you can stay informed and so that you can let other people online know what's going on and so that you can help your friends and neighbors know the truth. And they will not get the truth uh, in their mailboxes around campaign time. They will get a lot of lies, but they will, you will not get a lot of truth. And uh, if you want to hear the truth and if you want to hear it, open conversations, go to the Mill Creek View Tennessee podcast. Make sure you put Tennessee at the end of it. Uh, episodes that are published this week include an interview with Jonathan Cho, an independent journalist who focuses on the homeless, Christopher Richards, the newly elected conservative Republican uh, County Commissioner of Williamson, Tennessee, and myself, Brandon Lewis. So do, do go uh, look wherever you get your podcast. Just type in Mill, M-I-L-L, Creek View, Tennessee. And also look for the old Tennessee conservative while you're there, if you don't mind. Next story, Tennessee Department of Education 
looking for a raise. Looking for a raise. They, they need to increase their budget. They need it desperately by $350 million. Now, we just poured millions in COVID relief money into the schools. The Republicans let these schools get shut down. We had tremendous learning losses, tremendous learning losses, and we poured more money, millions, into the Let's Get Them Reading Again program. Now, we recently saw that the comptroller said that they are following the protocols and procedures, whatever were, was outlined for the budget allocation. But I sent a message to the comptroller's office, and I said, well, this is a great report. I appreciate you reporting this. Has there been any reporting or have you done any measurement on the actual effectiveness of the program? Have we seen any results? I got crickets. Maybe that's not exactly their job, but I didn't even get a reply. And the answer is typically no. We continue to shovel money into the government job factory that indoctrinates our children. All the school choice promises from Bill Lee and Republicans have only resulted in 350 kids out of a million having school choice in the state. If you're watching this right now, if you've got kids and grandkids, chances are you don't have school choice. I don't have any. We have a earn more money, move to a better zip code school choice. And then if you want to change something in the school, they'll, they'll nod their heads at you, but they're not going to do anything about it. That's what we have in Tennessee right now. A year after receiving $1 billion in additional funding for K-12 through education, just an extra billion, Tennessee's Department of Education is asking for another $353.3 million in its budget. Hearing with Governor Bill Lee and the state's executive budget team, the main line item is increases is the $284 million for the state's new K-12 education funding formula, the Tennessee Investment and in Student Achievement. I don't think this is going to do jack squat. I don't care how you shuffle the deck chairs on the Titanic. This thing has been failing for decades. Some kind of new formula allocating money to the same failing system is not going to produce any different results. I would love to be proven wrong, and I hope I am. The number, however, is a placeholder until the department produces its final numbers in mid-December, according to the commissioner, Penny Schwinn, who we know is like really conservative and has the kids' best interest in heart. We need a few months of data to figure out uh, where we need to be, Schwinn said. The other approximately $70 million in additional recurring funds requested from the department would go to the programs that are either currently funded by a one-time federal funds or funded through other partnerships with the department looking to gauge Lee's administration to desire to continue these programs that have been successful. This is a very important, a very important um, sentence or two. I'm going to read this to you again. The other approximately 70 million in additional recurring fund requested from the department would go to programs that are either currently funded by one-time federal funds or funded through other partnerships, meaning We've got this crap we're piling money into that came from COVID relief money. The federal money disappears. Well, now we've got people that are hired that are, that are on that federal teat. Well, then the federal teat gets pulled away, and now we got to put the state teat in the place of it. And this is what happens with this federal money, this one-time this one money to make changes in schools that, that have hiring and programming in any government institution. Once the federal gives it temporary funding, well, now everybody's like, woe is me. 
I knew it was temporary when I took the assignment. We knew it was a temporary program, but now it turns into we desperately need this to be permanent. We need permanent increases in government. And now the federal leaves and the state comes in. And that's why we shouldn't take federal money in Tennessee, in my opinion. All it does is corrupt the institutions. That includes $10 million a piece for summer bus transportation, Imagination Library in Tennessee, All Corps ELA, and Math Networks, along with approximately $5 million a piece for the state's Grow Your Own Teacher Training Program, Advanced Placement for uh, All, and Public Broadcasting System. The line item of $7.6 uh, $7 for charter school expansion was also included in that request without further details. And all those Hillsdale schools that are affiliated Almost all of them got shot down because Larry Arn said the obvious thing, which is many of our public school teachers are coming from some of the dumbest schools and the dumbest parts of those schools. And that's just how it is. And I hate it. I wish it were different. I really do. Oh, we got somebody else to let in here. So that's the situation that we're in. Next story. Attorneys for Parents' Choice argues that Tennessee divisive concepts appeals process is biased. I hope this lawsuit is successful. Larry Crane, attorney for Plaintiff's Parent Choice Tennessee, who are suing the Williamson County Board of Education, argued on Friday that the defendant's motion to dismiss should be denied in part because the state's divisive concepts appeals process is flawed. Attorney WCS Lisa Carson argued on Friday that Parents' Choice has not exhausted all administrative options before bringing grievances to the court and that they, are, uh, they had ignored state law that requires complainants to file a complaint with the LEA or public charter school in which the allegation arose. Uh, Tricia Lucent, speaking with the Tennessee Conservative yesterday on behalf of Parents' Choice, said that the plaintiffs, part of their response to the allegation is that the administrative process is biased because all complaints go to Penny Schwinn, who is the final arbiter under the state's appeal process, and she is the one that issues the waivers for wit and wisdom. Bill Lee has put this person that has a background in social-emotional learning and things that have Marxist roots from California, and despite her abysmal educational performance, despite the fact that she thought that, that she had the right and the authority to do child wellness checks, where if your kid wasn't even in a state school, a social worker would be contacting you and contacting your kids to have some kind of interview to see if they were okay on a social or emotional level. That is not the business of the government. That got leaked out, got the kibosh put on it. But that was like a 40, 50 page document. That stuff doesn't come together overnight and it doesn't come together without Billy knowing about it. And if it did, it shouldn't have. This is the kind of person that is that is at the top of our Tennessee broken government education system. And Billy loves her. Look, you can't see, can't see that she's done any wrong. Stands beside her no matter how many parents, no matter how, no matter how many patriots talk to him about her performance and her her background, which is concerning. You can do all the glib interviews you want to on Fox News, but the truth has a way of leaking out. Lucent said that both uh, her husband uh, and James and other plaintiffs spoke to the principals of their children's schools and have opted their children out of these materials. The Lucents have presented their uh, concerns before the WCS School Board of Education on several occasions, and Tricia Lucent has written each of the school board members multiple times about wit and wisdom curriculum. Crane also argued that the exhaustion 
of administrative remedies is ineffective because the damage is being done on a daily basis and the complaint process can take an approximately 335 days from start to finish. That is so funny. The government, right? We have these kids in these situations in these schools where they, they graduate like unmarketable, functionally illiterate, uh, bullied, badgered, brainwashed in schools with drugs and schools with, with terrible cultures that are dangerous, high teen pregnancies, high dropout rates. I think one of Nashville schools just recently dubbed a dropout factory. And Republicans drag their feet. If somebody did something inappropriate in a private home with a child, DCS would be at the house, the kid would be taken away, it'd be a whole thing, and then the parent would have to prove that they didn't do it. Whereas the government can damage the children for 13 years at the taxpayer's expense, and there's no sense of urgency to fix it. It is terrible. Guys, we are bringing truth. You know you're over the target when the powerful try to shut you up. And here at the Tennessee Conservative, we are over the target with your help. Thank you so much for all of you who support what we do. And if you would, go to tennesseeconservativenews.com slash support. And when you give, you will get this proud Tennessee Conservative bumper sticker. You will also get this Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. And although I have been failing to mention it, failing to mention it, tucked inside of this uh, bulletproof container that we send you, if you get $50 or more or a recurring donation of $10 or more, is also this proud Tennessee conservative koozie. Now, you probably can't get these puppies in time for Thanksgiving. Hopefully, some of you have these already so you can take them uh, to annoy your liberal kinfolk and have uh, heated political conversations that destroy the family fabric. I uh, highly recommend it. Uh, <laughs> but if you will uh, give, uh, go there, we will give you uh, this, if you give $50 or more, or a $10 recurring donation or more, uh, we're running on grassroots support. I don't take a paycheck out of this thing. I do it out of a sense of obligation and duty, as so many of you do with your activism uh, in your local communities and the state level. We are a small band, uh, but we are being heard, and we are making differences up in Nashville and across Tennessee, and we will not quit. We will not quit. All right. Yes, Joanne, we are going to be recording this and we're going to be posting it on Rumble. Uh, Jason will put it everywhere. Right now, we are banned from live streaming on Facebook and we are banned from promoting our content. The only way that I can get our content in front of people on the more liberal uh, networks, such as Facebook, where frankly, most older conservatives are. And it's important we get in front of them with this content. And they are also the people that actually care. It seems like most people don't really care uh, until they get older and they've lived through watching their government decay. And so one thing that your, your donations go to, uh, in addition to paying our fantastic staff, uh, Paula, Jason, and some of our clandestine uh, uh, freelancers, uh, is to make sure that we can buy our way into these arenas. While they will promote and share and not censor liberal content, they completely turn down our content on these networks. And so uh, we have to pay to play when other people get a free ride. But you know what? 
the money's going to a good cause. It's to keep Tennessee free because there's no place left to run, people. There's not another country. There's not another state. we got to make our stand here on the thin red line. Next story. Vanderbilt ranks in top 10 of most fascist universities in America. It does not surprise me that a clinic affiliated with these folks that think that it's a great idea to mutilate kids' bodies for money would make it on this list. Um, you know, the corruption creeps down from the top, right? And this is, you know, one of one of Tennessee's most venerated institutions in a red, red state that gets our taxpayer dollars. And Republicans don't do anything about this stuff. Vanderbilt University has been ranked number seven in the top 10 most fascist universities in America by Front Page Magazine, published by Dave Horowitz Freedom Center. The article top 10 fascist colleges and university targets at those campuses that have uh, instigated disciplinary proceedings or investigations of faculty or students who have challenged leftist narratives and causes and that censor conservative and libertarian speech on campus and those campuses that maintain and enforce unconstitutional speech codes that restrict free expression. This university and so many people affiliated with it have so much influence at the state legislature. And this is the culture that they are creating in our state with the people that go through this taxpayer-funded, in part, uh, university. In September, the Daily Wire's Matt Walsh uncovered multiple videos from the medical center that present a clear motive for the doctors at the university to promote gender transition surgeries, including irreversible procedures performed on children. The video showcased the university's explicit shaming of doctors and medical students who object to these procedures. This is just evil incarnate making it clear that they are not welcome on campus and face termination if they refuse to perform them. Where's the legislature? I mean, they're going to pass this law. They ought to root this stuff out. You know, it's funny, you know, Ron DeSantis said uh, in his acceptance speech as governor that Florida is where woke goes to die. When Tennessee is where woke goes to flourish at taxpayer expense. Or so it seems. After Walsh's exposure of these materials, Vanderbilt quickly deleted the Pediatric Transgender Clinic's website, a move that Front Page Magazine called a uh, sure sign that the university feared ramifications of its exposure as a profit-seeking mutilator of children's bodies. The Front Page Magazine also called out Vanderbilt's steps taken last year to deliberately restrict speech on campus and institute kangaroo courts to handle potential violations. In November of 2021, the university updated its student handbook with an altered student discrimination policy. The updated uh, policy allows Vanderbilt's Equal Opportunity and Access Office to, to take action against conduct that does not actually violate the policy, but it determines an individual's action or speech to be judged as inconsistent with the university's values. Little Gestapo over there. Should a disciplinary action be decided upon by the university for the student, there's no avenue available for the student to appeal the ruling. Amazing. Last story here. Senator Richard Briggs, huge rhino massively large rhino, who voted yes on the Tennessee's Human Life Protection Act that became law on May 15th, 2019, would now like to see changes to offer clear exceptions. But now the U.S., uh, when Briggs voted yes on the abortion ban, he never thought it would actually go into effect. He thought his vote was a political statement. That's what most of these bills are if they sound conservative that come out of the General Assembly. They're, they're very often, if it's on illegal immigration or school choice, it's usually just a political statement, and you dig down into it, and you look at what it does, and it's usually no teeth and not much. But now that the U.S. Supreme Court has overruled Roe v. Wade, Tennessee's trigger law has become a reality. 
effectively banning abortions across the state. Briggs, who was reelected to office in the midterms, told voters that he would like to see a law altered to offer clear expe- uh, exceptions for the case of rape, incest, severe fetal anomalies in cases where the mother's life and health was at risk. Briggs, uh, who is a cardiologist in Farragut, stated that pro-life advocates skirt around uh, healthcare questions that trigger laws does not address. Tennessee Right to Life proposed the trigger law in 2019, and Briggs confesses that he barely read the two-page bill when it was forwarded to his office. That does not surprise me. Not at all. Not even a little. Most of these people don't read the bills. Like, oh, did this lobbyist shove it underneath my nose? Does this look like it's going to be politically convenient? I don't really care how it affects Tennesseans. I don't really read them. Briggs stated that he followed uh, the lead of his colleagues who reportedly assured lawmakers the bill would include medical exemptions. It's it's two-page bill. Two pages. You can't read two pages? Briggs even added his name as a co-sponsor. That's real deep conviction. In addition, when the Senate Democrats opposed alterations to the bill to allow abortion in case of rape incest, Briggs uh, didn't counter the nay vote. In years past, Briggs earned a 100% rating by Tennessee uh, right to life scorecard and pro-legislators, but now that pushback to the abortion ban has grown. Briggs now seems to be in agreement with medical providers that the law has gone too far. Didn't read it. Voted for it. Co-sponsored it. Didn't read it. This is the kind of stuff I'm telling you. That this is These are the folks that chair committees. These are the people that run the show up in Nashville. We have got to get more conservative, engaged, thoughtful people. Uh, so what's going on this weekend? This weekend, got to do the weekend update, every, every show. So uh, tonight, uh, we are going to just hang around the house. Uh, we got a lot of housework to do. We're still not out of our garage. Not quite. Not quite uh, out of my warehouse. I got to rent that puppy out. We're losing revenue. We got just junk piled up in there. I think it all needs to be put into a large pile and torched. My opinion is if you've not looked at it in three or four months, it all just needs to be burned. Uh, But Mrs. Lewis is of a different opinion. She is not a minimalist. She is a maximalist. I don't know if that's a word. Uh, And so I'm like, I don't need it. And she's like, we need it all. And so we're trying to to sort through that. Uh, Tomorrow, I'm going to have to do a little bit of work, but then I'm going to a child's birthday party. Now, most of the time when you say you're going to a child's birthday party, you're like, oh, oh, no, I don't really want to have to do this. I go out of obligation, and these kids are having birthdays all the time. But this is for my, uh, I guess you'd almost call her like my god niece. I introduced her parents together. She's a delightful little spark of a girl, and I've uh, been involved in her life as Uncle B uh, ever since she was born. And I get to see her for holidays and everything. They're kind of like a friend's family. Uh, so it's fantastic. We're going to do that. Um, the Myers family reunion is in Rome, Georgia, and that is my mother's side of the family. I'm going to try to make it down there, but I don't think I can make it down there and get all the way back up here for that birthday party. So I don't know if I'm going to do that or not. Uh, and then in the evening, it is my hope. I'm going to watch the kids because my, my wife is going to uh, see like a kind of a conservative Southern comedian lady. I can't remember what her name is with another friend. So I will have the Bambinos. So it will probably be a daddy-daughter date night on Saturday night. And then since I will be the ones with the kids, and I may be able to get them in the bed a little earlier because I think I just bore them to death. Uh, Just bored, but they just all their energy just kind of falls out of them because daddy is boring. Uh, Tom's coming in here at the end. Uh, Because daddy is boring, uh, they tend to go to sleep a little earlier. 
So uh, we will see if that happens. And if so, we're going to try to make it to early church. That is my goal this weekend. I've got to burn boxes, shovel rocks out in the driveway, uh, get some stuff out of the garage. It's just a very thrilling, very thrilling weekend here. Uh, well, guys, I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. I hope everything is going well for you. Do not worry your pretty heads. We will find ways to get our information out there. Uh, and I hope that I can count on you in the uh, fight for that social media censorship legislation uh, to end this terrible practice of leading from behind in Tennessee, that we can get that into the budget and get it through. Uh, if, the, if the bill sponsors will pick it up again, I don't know. I'm going to reach out to him and ask. Brandon Lewis here with Tennessee Conservative. Do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Hit that support button. Hit the subscribe button. Share this once it is posted because we will need you to carry it since Facebook won't let us do it live. And uh, I can't spend my money on getting it into the feed because it usually won't get into the feed because the, the content's conservative unless it's paid for. So if you can uh, chip into the kitty, I'm looking at ways to put our money in other places uh, that come in through donations. I got a call next week with a gentleman who uh, actually, I'm not going to say his name, but he works for one of the largest conservative news publications in the country, one that you would recognize and know. And I'm hoping uh, that he can help me with list acquisition the same way that he helped that publication in the state of Tennessee. So we're going to shift some resources. Uh, you have to be nimble and adaptive when you are a small business owner. Or a, and that's what we are here at the Tennessee Conservative. And thank goodness we are. Had we opted to be a nonprofit, uh, we would have been censored and silenced and have to uh, be forced to report our supporters uh, just like all of the conservative organizations were uh, because they threatened the establishment and the leadership in, in Tennessee. And so uh, all this, this veneer of conservatism that surrounds the state capitol uh, in, in Washington, in Nashville, rather, it really is just this thin veneer. And you dig into it just a little bit, and what you hit is left-leaning money. And that left-leaning money is a corrupting thing. And uh, the minions that work for it uh, wash themselves in it and uh, fund themselves in it uh, are up there working 24-7 to make sure that we get a little bit bluer every day. And that's why I need you to stay engaged. Brandon Lewis here with the Tennessee Conservative News. Love you, mean it. Take care. See you next week.